Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I got a lot of emails and one comment about one episode. And so I want to talk a little bit about what what happens in our lives. How do we determine where people fit in our lives? Because we need to manage that like we need to manage anything else in our lives. We need to have some level of control over who we allow to speak into our lives and who we don't allow to speak into our lives. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, my coffee's brewed, the sunshine is out, and I am ready to kick off this recording. What are we going to talk about today? i got a lot to talk about. I uh, want to talk about an email that I got. want to talk about a comment that I got on the uh, podcast page. A lot of good things there. And then we're going to talk about more about this idea of intentionality. One of the things that uh, I love about Facebook, there are a lot of things I dislike, but social media in general is that you get a chance to read some really inspiring things, some things that you're like, man, that just hits right. That just hits me at a place that is where I'm living. Sorry, I had to pause for a minute. Uh, my shirt that I'm wearing today is so starched that it was getting picked up by the mic anytime I would move my arms. All right, but so one of the things I love about social media is this reality that we can read things, we can be, have things shared with us that just hit you know, in a good way. Certainly there are things that hit in a negative way and all of that. But one of the women in my community, uh, a single mom who, who's really been uh, up against it, fighting up against it. I know a little bit about her story uh, over the last couple years. Um, she has been, she's just been in it. She's been in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the fight. Uh, she put this up and I, I want to give her credit, but I don't want to say her name because I don't think that would be appropriate. Uh, mostly because she took it down almost immediately after putting it up, I think because of concerns with her baby daddy, etc. Uh, you, you know, how he might react, her family might react. Certainly there's opportunity for social media to become toxic. Which brings me to the thing that she shared. And here's the quote. Toxic people will make you feel like you are holding a grudge when you are holding a boundary. Read that again. Now, here's the thing. The only thing I would change is, is you know me. I hate the phrase uh, makes me or makes you. Nothing makes us. Uh, things invite us, but there's nothing that makes us something, right? So I would change it to toxic people uh, accuse you of holding a grudge while you are holding a boundary. And I love that. I want to I point out that there is a universal truth when it comes to boundaries and that is unhealthy people hate them unhealthy people hate having boundaries drawn on them because they want control and and i would i would actually suggest that most of our relational issues most of the things that we run into relationally that cause us distress that cause malfunction that cause dysfunction they're typically rooted in at least one person in the relationship often two trying to have control. And toxic people, you know, one of the things, and I mentioned this, we're actually going to talk a little bit about this episode. In episode 138, I talked about how we're not really allowed to say that there are people who do bad things in society anymore, unless we disagree with them politically, then it's okay. 
But otherwise, if, if you say, hey, that person's toxic, someone's almost always there to either call you out uh, as being incompassionate. They're, they're there to try to ram down your throat that that person just needs another chance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not against any of that. I do want to point out that there are toxic people in this world and we're not helping them or ourselves by by not admitting that. And so you need to admit that there are toxic people in the world. You probably have some toxic people in your life. And one of the ways to find them is if they're trying to accuse you of holding a grudge because you're holding a boundary, they're probably toxic. And this is where this can start to get very uncomfortable. Typically, when we start talking about health and doing healthy things, often unhealthy people will not want to hear that. In fact, not only will they not want to hear it, they will twist it into a level of attack. And this is true of, of how we've handled what we call body shaming in, in America. Uh, or maybe the world. I don't know. I don't, I don't get to discuss these issues much in the world. And I am not for being mean to people. At the same time, there are things that probably aren't healthy that we shouldn't call healthy. And that becomes a rub. One of the things that has happened is, is, is we have essentially said any type of criticism is hating. And so if somebody says to me, hey, I'm pro-spanking, well, they're a hater. Well, that's obviously not true. Uh, I just had somebody reach out to me recently like, hey, would you be willing to mentor me? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. What are you looking for? And, and so I have all sorts of questions. And, and this is something that is a little more complicated because it's something we typically do for money, right? Being paid. And yet I want to be a person that invests in other people. That's one of the values that I talk about that I want regularly with anyone who hears me. Uh, and I am investing in people. I am mentoring people for free. The question is, do I have time in my schedule for another person? Now, here's where this starts to get hurtful. If I say to someone, no, I don't want to mentor you, or I do want to mentor you, but I don't have time in my schedule, or, and this might be more exact wording, uh, I have time in my schedule, but I'm not willing to stop doing something else that I'm doing so that I can fit you in. I'm essentially saying to them, you're not more important than the things that are going on in my life at some level. And A, that's hurtful. It, I, I have gone and purposely sought out mentors and been told no. Uh, I went to 12 different people. One of them said yes, and we just couldn't work out the details. The other 11 were like, I'm sorry, there's just too much going on in my life. And so one of the things that I want to be sensitive to is I want to be a person who helps make it easier for people to find mentors, for people to be mentored. And at the same time, I need to make sure that I'm giving quality effort to all the other arenas of my life. And if I take on too much, I won't have the energy to be able to do them in a quality way. And this is one of the benefits of boundaries for yourself is leaning into this idea that I only have so much time, I only have so much energy, and in order to achieve the level of, of quality that I want, I have to be emphatic about the time that I'm spending. I have to be intentional about the way that I'm spending the time that I'm spending because that will dictate the energy that I have and the energy that I have will dictate the resources or the ability that I have to give quality to things. And so this kind of thinking is very important because it's, it's about intentional living. It's about you living intentionally. 
And a couple of weeks ago, I did an, ep an episode on your four core values or four steps to living your, your core values. The first one was identify your core values. The second one was practice only high, high quality behaviors. The third one was only have quality people in your life. And then the fourth one was maintain the highest standards. And someone who listened very kindly wrote a, a, a criticism, but it was very kind. Uh, I do want to read it for you, and then I want to read my response, and I want to address that a little bit, and then we're going to use that to transition into the rest of today's episode. And Anna wrote, uh, I understand that you don't have time to spend with people who are not making changes to make their life better, but it sounds more like you won't stick around if they don't do what you say they need to do to make the change. Sure, I can't stand the negativity and, defeatis and defeatism that some people constantly put out, but some only do that in seasons, seasons when they need the most help. This episode was so angry. I feel like I don't have the time to listen to angry podcasts. To which I responded, uh, thanks, Anna. Hi, Anna. Thanks for listening and taking the time to share your feelings. I understand if you don't have time to listen to any more podcast episodes. I promise this episode wasn't angry, and I understand that not everyone will enjoy or agree with the content. Thanks again, Joe. Uh, I, I would actually add that I, I re-listened to this episode in, in preparation for today's episode, I don't know where the angry part comes from, Anna. Uh, I do want to read another email that someone wrote me uh, regarding the same episode. Anna, I want to I want to tell you, first of all, I really do appreciate any amount of time that you spend on listening to the podcast. I appreciate any amount of time that you spend uh, giving me feedback. And I especially appreciate that you did it via comments. Not a lot of people do that. In fact, you're the first one. Uh, if you would like to do that, you can go to joemartino.com forward slash podcast with a forward slash. I'm not sure where that forward slash is there. If it doesn't come up for you, feel free to go to joemartino.com and click on the podcast button, which I know will take you to the podcast. And you can comment on any episode. All 140 of them are there. Uh, by the time this one goes up, there will be more, obviously. Uh, but I did get an email also. Let me just switch over to that program that says, Dear Joe, uh, I want you to know that I enjoy your show. I've been listening to it with my kids as I take them to school. They enjoy it, and it has sparked a lot of good conversation. I do have a question. When you say that we should maintain relationships with quality people only, what exactly does that mean? There are two guys in my life in particular that I am trying to mentor. One is blowing up his family, and I feel very frustrated with him because he does not tell me the truth ever. The other guy I'm not as frustrated with, but I am frustrated because even though I feel like he tells me the truth, he continually goes back to the same behaviors. And I'm wondering if you're suggesting that I should just cut these two guys out. Okay, so two different uh, questions that essentially ask the same thing. I, I believe that Anna's response to me was rooted in this idea of like, hey, what do you do with people who need the most help? She might even have been thinking about herself. I think we all have times in our lives where we can look at where we regularly engaged in behaviors uh, that were not productive. And grace is a great thing for all of us. And so maybe that's where she's coming from. And then Tim, who, who wrote the email uh, from Grand Rapids, he wrote in and you know he was like, hey, look, there's these two guys in my life. What are you saying I should do with them? What is wisdom? And, and I want to camp out here for a minute because I want you to realize that's a terrible goal. I just said my goal is for you to realize something. I would literally teach against that any chance I had in a goal-setting class. I'm hoping that I can convey to you the difference between your inner five, maybe your inner seven, but it's usually maxed at about five, 
and people in your life. So one of the things that I would say is there are people that you just have to stop chasing their health. That's called codependency. What kind of sparked this whole thing is I was talking to a friend of mine who was actually, it sounds much like the situation that Tim finds himself in. He was trying to mentor a guy who was blowing up his family. He moved out of state and he wasn't telling the truth. He wasn't responding. He wasn't doing what he was saying he was going to do. And my friend was like, I think I'm done reaching out to him. And, uh, and, and my friend was like, but I want to, I want to know if that's wise. And that's kind of the crux question here. I said, I do think it's wise because he, but here's the thing. Wisdom is not an all or nothing thing. In fact, it's usually the exact opposite of that. One of the things that I talk about when I talk to new therapists or when I talk to interns and we're doing trainings is I will tell them, you know, one of the things that you have to consider is the fact that, that counseling, there's a part of counseling that is, is witchcraft. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. I, I'm not sure that I can convey it to you. I know when I see counselors that have it, and I know when I see counselors that don't have it, but there is a, 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 a portion of it that is simply, it, it's not solid, it's not constant, and that's wisdom. There's a part of wisdom that isn't constant or solid. It's principle-based. And so you might actually decide, Tim or, or Anna, that, hey, you know what, this person that's doing these things I'm going to continue to pour into their lives or their life, their, their life. The other side of that, though, is at some point they're taking out more energy than they're putting in. And, and that's where I want to camp for a minute. I want you to make a list of the five people in your life that get the most of your energy and that you get the most of theirs. And so you probably need to make two lists, the five people that put the most energy into your life and, and then another list, the five people that you put the most energy into. Now, here's like here's a caveat. If you have a family, uh, two or three kids, probably your kids are on your list of the people that get the most of your energy. And so that's going to make the people who are putting energy into your life even more important that you're being boundary-driven, principle-driven in that way. And this is not a hey, I'm doing this so I can kick people out. But the question that I have for you is, is the people that are taking your energy and giving you energy, the people that are speaking into your life, are they healthy or are they toxic? Now, here's the thing. I, of course, have zero expectations that somehow you're going to come up with a toxic-free life, that there's going to be no one in your life that is toxic. I keep threatening to do an episode on holding two thoughts in tension, and we're going to get there, I promise. But before we do, we need to talk about this idea of how do we position people in our lives? How intentional should we be about that? I believe we should be very intentional about that. So I am intentional about where people fit in my life. And so there are people that are not healthy. They're still part of my life, but they're not on either one of those lists. If I were to make those lists for you, uh, if you were doing the podcast and, and I was the listener, I was making that list, none of those people are on that list. I purposely keep them off those lists. And this is important because this is how you become healthy. You have to have the people that are speaking into your life healthier than you or at least as healthy as you. If you want to be successful in life as far as achieving things, accomplishing things, you have to surround yourself with people who are achieving things, who are helping other people, and then you will follow with them. If the majority of the people in your life are, are not healthy, 
and the, especially the people speaking into your life are not healthy. You have a problem. And, and so, so if you, for the guy that, that emailed me, he's mentoring two guys. Uh, it, it might be a good thing to not reach out anymore. It might be a good thing to take a step back. For my pre- friend that started the conversation, I was just talking to him about a week ago, and he told me that, uh, that, that the guy that he said, hey, I'm not going to reach out to him anymore, he reached out to him. So, so the guy that he was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back from, reached out to him. And, and here is the thing. I want to be really clear on this. If you set boundaries in your life, people will think you're being mean. People will. They're going to they're gonna tell you that you're being mean because you're telling someone that they're not allowed to be in your life at a certain level. And that's going to feel painful to them. And most of the time we react to pain by attacking other people. We don't actually look inward. My daughter and I were just talking about this last night and about some of our country's leaders. She's a senior in high school uh, in a government class. And, and, and I don't know if it's a world history class too or whatever, but some of our leaders in the past have come up and she's like, I got to thinking, I bet you don't actually support a lot of the decisions that this very well known American leader made. I'm like, no, I actually think most of them are probably kind of, we're, we're wrong. We're not the way the government was designed to, to go. And, and I don't think he was a very good this. And I, I feel like he amassed his wealth by doing this, which was a little shady. And we got to talking about, then we kind of moved to the, the internment camps of World War II. And one of the things my daughter said is she said, the problem is everybody was afraid. And so the constitution just got thrown out because everybody was afraid and we wanted safety over being afraid. And, and a lot of times we react the same way when someone says to us, hey, you're not measuring up enough to be in my inner circle, or I don't have the time for you to be in my inner circle. Now, to be fair, I don't think you actually need to say that. I, I think most of the time you can just make decisions and people will interpret that. But so there are people that are in my life that are not healthy. I want to be clear on that. There are people in my life that are not healthy. And I purposely allocate so much time to them. And I'm not talking clients. Like, there, there's life and then there's work. I don't expect your, your life to mirror my work life. But, but there are people in my life that I know that I would say they're not healthy. They're chasing things in a way that's going to bring them pain and destruction. And I'm not called, I'm not in a place to stop that. I'm not in a place to... Uh, to, to be the, the, the facilitator of change in their life or to be the facilitator that allows them to become the agent of change in their life. That, that is not the role that I have in their life, nor do they then get to speak into my life. If I have a problem, and this is really what I'm going after with, with the maintain quality people. If I have a problem, a concern, a question that I'm wrestling through, I'm not going to them. I'm not, I'm not reaching out to them. It isn't Facebook recommendations for, for my life. And then there are people that are healthy. They're in my life and they're healthy, but they're not passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. They're not at a place where we have a lot of time to spend together because I do have four kids uh, still in my house. I have my relationship with my wife and, and that is a significant investment intentionally. That gets the majority of my time. And then I do have my inner five. Well, maybe not five. Yeah, maybe five. I do have my inner circle, the, the people that I give the most weight to what they say, the people that I give the most time to what they say, how do they get to speak into my life? If I have a question, they're the ones I reach out to. 
if uh, I want to spend some time with them on a holiday, I was going to say vacation, but with, with Prince, I don't know, Prince Harry and Meghan? Is it Prince Harry? What, whatever. I'll try to do it as, as my British friends say it. I don't have a, if I, if I want to spend a holiday, terrible accent. I apologize to all my UK friends. If I want to spend a holiday, I'm, I'm, these are the people that are going to go with me. And, and here's the thing of it. One of the harsh realities of life is healthy relationships require time and you only have so much time. So here's what I'm saying, Anna. Here's what I'm saying, Tim. I hope that's his name because I didn't go back and look at the email. Here's what I'm saying. Your energy and time for relationships is very similar to money in that you only get so much of it and you have to be intentional on how you allocate it. People who are intentional on how they allocate it tend to do better healthy-wise. They tend to have healthier relationships. They tend to be healthier people uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. They tend to uh, be more productive in whatever their chosen passions are. And they tend to make a bigger mark on the world around them. Even if in 100 years no one remembers their name, they will leave an influence on the people around them because they were intentional about how they allocated their time. And that's really where this comes down to is how are you allocating your time? What are you doing with your time? Because if people don't recognize that their time and energy are limited commodities, they're probably not managing them well because the things that we don't consider to be limited commodities, we typically don't manage. We just kind of do. We just kind of exist. We make decisions. We move forward. We do whatever we want. We don't really give thought to the why behind the what of what we're doing. And relationally speaking, if you want to be healthy emotionally, you have to engage the reality that your mental energy, your emotional energy, your time, your your cognitive energy, all of those are limited commodities that you only get to spend. Today, I will only spend this hour doing this. One of the things that I keep looking at is is in the upper right-hand corner of my computer where I'm recording is the time. And I intended to write some today. And I've got a client and I've got this and I've got that. And I'm going to have to eat because you got to eat. And and all these things are running. And and I am choosing to spend my time right now recording this, which is fine. But I'm not going to get this time back. The minute that I just spent talking to you through this mic, I'm never going to get back. And so healthy people draw boundaries because they realize that they have limited commodities. If you can't let say, hey, this person, what they're bringing into my life is destructive, you will probably have more destructive people in your life than you can manage. It's just reality. You will have consequences from those people that you probably can't manage. And so one of the things you have to be able to do is step and say, okay, how does this work? And I did get another email, and the person actually said to me, my husband is the toxic person in my life. What do I do? My husband brings more damage to my life than he does life to my life. Her words, not mine. And that is a hard place to be. I I think that, again, comes back to your values. I I believe in fighting for marriage. Uh, I believe in in people fighting to make their marriage better. And I don't mean fighting with each other. I mean fighting against the disease that, that that is terrorizing the marriage. And yet, you're in a hard place. Someone else wrote me in and said, hey, my dad is the toxic person. Uh, I mean, a very long email about, hey, look, my dad is the toxic person. My dad is the one that 
brings toxicity to my life. I don't know what to do. He's, he's, I don't remember how old she said he was. I think she said he's 72. Uh, but he was very, um, destructive in most of my life. Uh, growing up, my mom passed a few years ago. The woman he married after her, her passing is equally toxic. And the two of them together are very toxic. What do I do? Because I don't want to cut them out. And so this is why I, I like the term boundaries. But I would say this, even though he's your dad, even though he's your husband right now, and, and I need more information on the husband one for sure. But even though he's your dad, that doesn't mean he should be one of the people that gets to speak into your life. That doesn't mean he should be one of the people that gets to put a lot of time and energy into how you shape your life, into the decisions that you do. It doesn't mean that you should take his thoughts about what you're doing with your life beyond anything other than just his thoughts because that's where the toxicity comes in. We start to wrestle with what am I doing with my life? We start to wrestle with I have to rescue them. We start to work harder for them to be healthy than they're working themselves. That is a clear sign that you're in a codependent relationship that is not healthy. All right, so I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I intended to talk on some level of this topic today anyhow, and I I was able to leverage some of the communication that I got to hopefully set this up and share with you um, my thoughts on the topic. I hope that you enjoyed them. If you have more feedback, I'd love to hear it. Even Even if you don't agree, that's fine. Honestly, I'm not against that at all. Uh, If you do agree, I always enjoy that. If you like this, please share it with your friends. I do want to be clear. I am really thankful for any amount of time that anyone spends on this podcast. Anytime you spend with me via this medium, I appreciate it. Even if you do it once and you're like, you know what? His voice is awful and his content is terrible and I'm never going to listen to him again. That's fine. I I appreciate that you gave me that initial half hour. Uh, If you did like it, please share it with your friends. Uh, via social media or even word of mouth, but social media is better because they have a link that they can click. It's very difficult. Even if they like, you know, poke your nose, the website isn't going to come up. Uh, So I do appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend and hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.